I'm Phil with Alpha Bow Hunting, and this is our new show, To The Point. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, another episode of To The Point. Phil here, Braden, and Bo. I mean, Bo. Bo, Bo. where's Bo, Bo go? <laughs> better, better buzz him. Bo's not here. Bo's going to be with us in a minute. Um, we are back at No Limits Archery here and going to discuss a little bit of some gear that we, new gear, right? Right. And just so everybody knows, if you're just listening, yeah, the range is open, right? We're doing this during business hours. You may hear some, some, some shooting in the background, but um, that's what it is. So we're going to go ahead and start to, to jump into this episode. Braden, uh, new product to the shop this year right? with with the boots, right? With yep. the Hanvog boots. Yep. And we both ran them this year. Um, a couple different actually a couple different models as right, well right right so let's go ahead and get us started with what you've got here so the original model that we were introduced to was the uh, Macra combi gtx um that's this boot right here if you <clears throat> paid attention at all we, we posted a little bit about it we've got them in the shop um it's a little hanbog is a is a getting to be a more popular not popular name but still a lot of people are like more recognized yeah, more recognized they go, who, you know, and, and I hadn't had a lot of experience with them, and I'm kind of a brute guy, so I was really intrigued to try them. This is really, they're just dabbling in the uh, synthetic world, uh, so this is kind of their semi-synthetic, uh, lightweight, alpine boot. Um, Semi-crampon, automatic crampon compatible, it's got a heel welt for that, uh, but it's kind of their lightweight, uh, mountaineering boot, if you were, alpine boot, as, as they call it. Uh, I was really impressed with this boot um, overall. Uh, had some little issues with it, um, and I can point those out. You know, a couple construction things on the on the toe uh, that, that I wish they would have done a little bit better. Um, but for a boot to last me for a season, I'm pretty hard on it. You ran it through the ringer. I ran it through the ringer, and I make sure I did. I'm, I'm trying to break things when I'm when yeah. I'm trying them out. You know, and and I put this boot through through about everything I could. Um, I couldn't quite break it. Uh, very comfortable on my feet, uh, stiff enough to, to carry loads, which is all important to us. Um, and that's why we wear a boot like this. Um, we don't necessarily need the stiffness hiking in with the lighter pack, but coming out heavy, uh, this boot did everything I needed it to, to do. Um, Vibram sole on it, it's, it's got all the top features that, that you could ask for in a boot. Uh, reinforced cordura with stitching. Uh, didn't have any stitching issues on it. Um, really, really impressed with the boot overall. Um, granted, I don't know that I'd, I could probably get another season out of it, uh, push it to another season. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the waterproofing does on it. Uh, waterproofing was fine this year. Didn't have any, any issues elk hunting. And as we all know, spend a lot of time in water elk hunting if, if you're hunting where, where we hunt. Um, right. So, so really, really did like that. So let, let me ask you, because I ran the same boot for about half my hunts this year, and I'm, I'm like you, so I've been a guy in the past that can elk hunt, like in a Solomon, you know, the, the, the basic similar version, I can't remember the model, exact model on the Solomon. That, um, yes. You, you, the, 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 the same style boot is that the shank's not as stiff, so what I had issues with with that Solomon was two things. One, the waterproofing, gone quickly, right? It wasn't very, didn't, didn't hold water out very well. Right. Number two, under heavy loads, packing something out, that boot didn't feel like it gave me the stability I needed. 
This boot, we, we worked out with it, we tested it, packing in, we were in some steep country this year, scouting yep. and hunting, and I'll tell you that from having a little bit of weight under me, uh, to, this gave you that little bit more stable feel. Right, but it doesn't, but it, in the same not token, a boot. not doesn't give you that mountaineering feel, that, that ski boot feel that some people, and again, I, I'm, I'm a lighter guy, I only weigh 165 pounds dripping wet, so... Me getting into a stiff boot is hard because I can't break that boot down, even with weight on my back. I can't break that boot down enough to be for it to be comfortable. Now right. these these balance that very well for I me. I agree. Um, I was able to; they were still comfortable to move in, um, but not too too soft. Where as a Solomon, that's one of my favorite boots of, of all time for general use and wearing because they're so comfortable, they're so right. light. You can hammer the mountains with them, but. Sure. Once you get a load on your back, that's where things change. You're going across rock fields and and, that, and, and like I said, the waterproofing for me, they wouldn't last a year. Right. You know, and from from the scouting thing, right. to summer camping and then hunting, they wouldn't last right. a year. Right. So lead into a little bit into um, they, they've got some new offerings. This is a boot that we stock at, at No Limits Archery. You can get it online. You can get it in store. Obviously, the quantities are low right now right. because they're importing these boots. Okay. Right. So they're out of Germany. Yep. This is where they're from. So it's actually it's spelled H-A-N-W-A-G, but I believe it's pronounced Hanvog. Han so if you don't, if you spit that vlog out, you're going to get that out like, <laughs> like the Germans. But For sure. Um, yeah, they got a couple new offerings. I actually was fortunate enough to uh, get into a pair of the boots. They're going to be one of the boots they're going to be coming out with uh, this year. Um, and the Ferrata 2s is what they're called. A little bit stiffer than this boot, um, and actually trying to be almost a full synthetic. Uh, it's a real true full synthetic offering. Um, a lot of technology went into that boot, which I noticed uh, I liked quite a bit with the sole and the shank. Um, so really excited to bring those two. There's also another pair that uh, we're bringing in called the Alverstone 2s, um, which is going to be more of your trekking alpine similar to this uh type of boot i think it's closer to, to kind of that other the pair tatra with, light. The light that yep. you wore but a little stiffer to provide that that and, that in between yeah and i i hunted pronghorn and i even elk hunted a little bit on my day trip hunts on that tatra light and like i said from a waterproof standpoint no issues this boot gave me a little bit better again that stable feel because when you start getting a little bit more on the hillside and the side hilling and, and uh, the, the rockier terrain, this boot just protects your foot a little bit better, you know, especially on that lower half where right. you're hitting those rocks, those sharp rocks. But the Tatra Light was a solid boot. I still I still wear that boot, you know, everyday use today. Super comfortable. It's a great boot. So, um, you know, I, I would say I agree on that. On the, on the Macra, I give it about a 4.5 out of 5 if I was to give it some kind of a rating. Yeah. For my first ex experience, I, I experienced a little bit of issue with this rubber piece in the front kind of crimping down on me a little bit. But overall, the, the feel, the, the balance, the, the weight, what it gives you. Like I said, I hunted in the Thor, the Crispy Thor, most of last year. And that boot, um, I, I really enjoyed that boot. This boot just, I would even say it's a little bit lighter maybe. I think it's a little bit lighter, and I think it. it, it I think the way the boot is designed, it disperses its weight. I, I and the Thors, I actually, I really like that boot, but I have a really interesting relationship with that boot yeah, because love, hate, I get I get two pressure points on the top of my foot, whether it's the pair I have or, or whatever it may be. But I think it's a very comfortable boot. Yet it didn't sub, 
didn't provide enough of this lateral, ankle yep. lateral support as, as and that's where this boot i think excels past that in what i need it for is that lateral support i would agree 100 percent that this boot i definitely think is a little bit better than that thor in my opinion having run it more this year so a lot, lot of uh, good things coming with the Hanvog brand. Like I said, excited to be partnering with those guys as a retailer. Um, and it's just, like I said, I mean, we sell multiple uh, brands in the shop, but this is just one that, that a couple of us ran this year. So uh, good report on that. We'll, we'll get more into some gear as it starts coming out. The, the, the item I want to touch on today, it's, it's something that's it's new to me and it's new to the shop. We started just carrying these here a month ago or so. Right. And it's the ethics archery system. It's kind of that half out uh, insert system with the collar. But from a standpoint of versatility, you know, we sell a lot of Easton arrows. We sell a lot of gold tip arrows in the shop. And, you know, a lot more people are being conscious of front of center and good or bad, it's, it's there. So the people that want versatility with, uh, with the components... Um, this system really gives you that. I mean, they have the, the 165, 166 offerings, the 203, 204, and they actually just came out with the standard diameter shaft with the same system. And what's really nice about that is they have either an aluminum uh, half, half, in, in, insert-outsert system or a stainless steel, and the same thing on the collars where you can really tweak your weight. I mean... I've, They've got break-off, oh, the, break-off the, the, weights. The insert, exactly. So the insert system, it gives you versatility because you can cut off or break off the weights and change the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, or go to a combo, which is this was combo is an aluminum insert with a stainless collar to achieve the weight that I was looking for. I didn't want to go super FOC, but I wanted something to protect the edge of my shaft a little bit better. The pronghorn I shot this year out of my 72-pound bow with an injection, I just used a standard, uh, the hidden insert system. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the system yet, and that arrow blew right through that antelope, but it, and it stuck in the dirt on the other side. Now, the tip mushroomed a little bit when it on impact, and I, I'm not a guy that likes to recycle arrows very much anyway. I kind of have a low uh, a low respect level for for arrows, right? I'm pretty pretty rough, like you said on equipment. I try to break stuff, right? Right. But this system, what I've experienced, I've actually. I've got my, my broadhead target that I've been shooting all year is pretty war. And I blew through uh, the target a couple times with my practice arrows with this. And these arrows finishing out right at like 505. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good build. The, the arrows that I was shooting, now granted, more wear and tear on the target. But in the same spot that I was shooting at, my 540 grain arrows weren't blowing through yet. They were starting to poke out the back of the target. But I blew completely through the target. Uh, recently, I've been practicing again for whitetail season with some of these and them ending up in the back in the dirt. And I put them back in the spinner and no issues, no bend, no, it's, and it's not, yeah, they're still spinning straight. So, from a durability, I'm just starting to test these. But again, the versatility, and then you're looking at components. The whole system is around 40 to $45. You look at like the titanium outsource system from Easton, for six arrows you're spending, for six mm-hmm. components you're spending that, yeah. you know, and it can get pricey. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the Ethics Archery component system with their versatility and even adding a stainless. I, I love stainless steel components. Yeah, I, I mean, so, I, I do too, and I had some experience, you know, with them when going to those micros this year. And uh, um, But, 
yeah, that, that, that system there is, is exciting. And I, I don't know if any of you knew this, but you don't have to use this, the insert systems yep. that come with your arrows. You can you can mix and match and play, and that's, that's what it. we do here, just to really really gets us into that front of center and, and gets our arrow weight where we want it for the uh, primary or, or pinnacle arrow. And, and even to so. take it a step further, right, this system, so there's your collar, if you can see it on the camera. Anybody's watching on YouTube. This is this is what sleeves in. You got the, the the cutoff lines here for the different weights, and so you're actually going to glue this in. And that that aluminum outsert portion sticks out a little more than a quarter inch, and then this collar slides right over the top of that and your shaft. So it's protecting your shaft, roughly you know um, quarter inch, half an inch off the edge of the shaft, which is more so than some of the other component systems out there that just cover but uh, a sixteenth or a thirty second of the edge right. of the shaft. Now I even took it a step further tweaking messing with stuff on this system and I still stuck with the standard HIT insert just glued it right flush to the right. edge right and then so then if you if you were to just screw this tip in without that collar it's it's basically sticking out that that uh, non-threaded portion in front and when I go back to put this in I'm really dependent on the stainless steel collar to give me the stability and support on this system so again I'm even tweaking their system a little bit to my weight liking. But you see your weight liking, right? That's it. So I could have achieved the same thing by cutting this off. I've always been, I've never been a huge fan of an outsource system. What I do like about this is that stainless steel collar you can put over. I wouldn't be afraid to try this. I just didn't want to shoot as heavy of an arrow because I actually dialed the poundage down a little bit of my bow. Right. So going back into the alpha system with achieving desired kinetic energy momentum and speed uh, this is what gave it to me with this axis build on a 300 uh, match grade. So exciting on that those components. Always protect your shafts, people. Yeah, always, always, always cover up, shaft. right? Always cover the, always cover keep, the, keep the tip. Safe. So, ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna go ahead and bring in Bo, uh, Bo, 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 Where's Bo? Bo. Bo's getting Bo. buzzer too. Right. Bo's getting buzzered. No, so we're gonna take a quick break which you're not going to see it because we're going to clip it right in right. Bo's going to come in with uh, the, his new sleep system that he ran and then we're going to wrap up this episode and continue with the next one so we're going to go ahead and be right back right almost now nah. all right we're back with Bo this time for real so um, obviously talked about Braden with the boots and I went over some of the components on the arrows but Bo we you had mentioned in a previous episode your sleep system and we've had some people actually message in uh, asking some questions on this. So, once again, sh show us what, what your system kind of looks like and entailed. Yeah. Wait, and then talk about it. And then I have some questions that some of the people had actually chimed in on. So, okay, cool. So, here's basically the sleep system itself. Um, obviously, Lost Park Park is added to that. Um, like I said in the previous um, episode, this is literally the same exact size as my bag was, my original bag, um, before I changed the sleep system. And in this five-string stuff sack um, from Kafaru, I've got my uh, quilt, I've got the sleeping pad, the stakes, my shelter with the annex, everything. Um, so realistically, was it drastically lighter than my original system? Not drastically, but it saved me a bunch of space in my pack. So it allowed me to carry extra food or whatever it was if I was going to take a, a, a longer trip and I didn't have to carry a you know five or even seven thousand cubic inch pack. So then, one of the questions that somebody had asked is, what kind of temps did you sleep in this year? Do you remember what roughly what they I were? I think the lowest I got, 
Oh, shoot. Because I ran this all the way into the very last day of archery elk season. And I would say I think the coldest I got was... It wasn't quite freezing, but it was close. I think it was probably... Upper 30s, mid to upper 30s? I would... 34 maybe? Okay. It was really close. Because I remember... There, I mean, there was areas that I was hunting. There was, there, I mean, there was yeah. plenty of frost. There was a couple days towards the end of the season there that did get cold. Um, and I, I do remember that there was... A couple mornings where I was, it, it was like 35 or 36, I think. So depending on where you were in the state, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And now, how high you were. Now, like I said, it, was, it might have been 34 at the coldest. Um, I never I never really got, I mean, but I you, could tell it was cold out, but I never really got cold in the in the bag and in the parking. But you, so, and, and again, preface that by letting people know, are you naturally? I am a warm sleeper. Okay, so I'm, that's I something that sleeper. this system uh, lended itself well to you your just natural you know yeah. sleep habits right yeah because like I, we're joking around i bought some cold weather gear for whitetail hunting <laughs> and bo's laughing at me from the perspective of buying a heater bodysuit because you know nebraska kansas trees hunting in a tree and obviously it's hopefully for later in november and maybe into december but well, hopefully um, you tag out and you don't need that true but at the same token it's a different kind of cold when you're sitting up in a tree with humidity so a 20 degree day with wind in, in a slightly humid day, it's it's good enough to bo- chill me to the bones, and so to, well, I, to, to think I'm not going to jump in a heater bodysuit, you're crazy. Because I get a, do it I get a kick out of it from you know obviously growing up. We mentioned it before growing up in Wisconsin. There's a lot of late season whitetail hunting. Twelve inches of snow on the ground, super yeah. cold, single digits even in the negatives. And I never had a heater bodysuit. Well, now, he, sometimes he, I had to embrace the suck, but and and I <laughs> before we get back, I mean I grew up rifle hunting in second and third season in Colorado. Yeah, snow regularly. The difference was. When you actually got cold after sitting for an hour or so, you got up and walked around a little bit. Yeah. Don't have that liberty. Or in a you, tree stand. Or you just yeah. kind of brushed in next to a tree or next to a bush where you kind of stayed out of the wind. But anyway, yep. well, how much did the system weigh so, in total? So, um, in total, counting the parka, I just went, I was just downstairs weighing it, it was right at six pounds. Okay. Like I said, though, that's, that's the stakes for my shelter, my shelter. If we were going to take the shelter aspect out of it and you were going to compare, say, your bag to my sleep system and we're talking just the quilt and the parka i think you depending upon what you use i think you'd be saving quite a bit be saving quite a bit yeah i would think for sure and like i said compressing that that was my biggest issue this year i took a weight penalty on a on a a thicker pad Mm -hmm. a bigger bag for from a comfort standpoint and that was my biggest gripe this year was space in my bag right so this is an awesome alternative years past i always used like a five thousand cubic inch bag i was never into that seven thousand cubic inch because i tried to be as minimalist as possible Um, but this particular year hunting um, mule deer above timberline stuff like that i didn't want to carry a bigger bag like that for the fact that normally if i have the space i'm gonna fill it yeah i didn't want to carry the i filled it um anyway so like i said I had, as you saw earlier, this was all compressed down. Um, let's see if I get everything out here in a kind of a clean manner. So, Kafaru quilt, um, like I said, it worked awesome for me. In that um, stuff sack, this fell out when I was pulling the quilt out. That's the annex for my Kafaru Megatart, which is right there. The stakes. Put my stakes because I think they were in. They might actually be stuck, rolled up, and not. Nope, they're right here. Stakes for the mega tart and my uh, sleeping pad. Like I said, all of that 
was in that five string um, large stuff sack from Kafaru. So um, realistically, the only thing that wasn't in the stuff sack um, was my parka. And obviously, if I want to use the parka as dual purpose, I don't want to have to dig all this stuff out, especially if I'm hunting on the move. No, I, I like it, man. It's like I said, as an alternative, specifically if you're looking to go a little bit more minim minimalist with a smaller pack and or have room to yeah. not have to be. Well, know, for those for those long hunts, yeah, you know, a lot of times I would go out and I'd hunt for four or five days, and I'd come out and either jump to a new spot, um, or you know grab more food or whatever it is, or it might have just been a shorter planned hunt. Um, this year I planned on you know that that first week of the season, eleven days, and my hope was to get back in there and hunt for you know add like I said normally I'm five days, add six to seven days before I had to hike out. So I wanted to save a little bit of space, but I still didn't want to run that big bag. So well, I know I can out. use that space for more food and some gummy bears, right? <laughs> some, some gummies yeah, are always a good thing. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. We appreciate you checking it out. We're going to get follow-up with our next episode, which is going to start getting into um, new bows, right? New bows are about to hit the market, and actually by the time this airs, there's a couple that have already probably uh, had been released by that point. But we want to talk about some of the quality and characteristics on the next episode. So stay tuned. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys.